Welcome to Meet My Brain, a field guide to Asperger's. I'm your host, The Autistic Woman. This podcast is about my personal experience and knowledge. This information does not represent or apply to all autistics. A quick word, producing a podcast involves expenses, an RSS feed, hosting, maintaining a website, writing content, and more. I experimented with advertising and realized that with your support, I can keep the podcast ad-free. Become a patron now by going to patreon.com slash theautisticwoman. The link is in the show notes. I appreciate the support and I welcome your contribution. Funding raised on Patreon allows me to keep delivering content and to do it ad-free. Head over to Patreon and get involved. This episode is continuing from the first one, and it's about jobs and careers. I will be talking a little bit about my work history and not knowing I'm autistic. So when I was a teenager, I had a relative who was about 20 years older than me, and he had had a variety of jobs, and they all sounded really fascinating. So I decided I wanted to do that too. I have had a variety of jobs, things from lab assistants to switchboard operator to real estate sales to zookeeper. Now, my first full-time job was when I was 17. The place I worked was called Photomat. It basically was a little booth in the middle of a parking lot, and people would drive in, drop off their film to be developed, drive away, and then come back when the film was ready. I knew what the rules and expectations of me were at that job, so that's one reason I liked it. Another thing that made it great for an autistic is that the minimum contact I had with customers was when they drove up to the window and dropped off their film or paid for their pictures, so it didn't require a lot of social communication, and I got to work alone. The next job I had was as a lab assistant for the local hospital. One of the doctors I worked with was a pathologist. He tested tissue samples from surgeries. He had a glass cabinet that had about six or seven shelves, and he told me to start at the top shelf. So I was cleaning and removing those samples about one shelf a week. Well, he went on vacation, so I thought I would surprise him and clean all of the shelves. And boy, was I in trouble when he got back, because what he failed to tell me is that the other shelves were samples of tissue he had not yet tested. So now I had thrown all of that away. But as an autistic, it hadn't been really clear to me what that was all about. The next job I had was as an assistant zookeeper. It was a work-study program, and it allowed me to work with animals and work outside. I also got to work alone. I took care of the birds. Okay, maybe most of them were chickens, but we did have owls and an eagle, and I just loved it. I was a pulmonary function technologist, and luckily it was a training program. I worked with others, but, you know, everybody else was busy. We'd go along to patients' rooms and take blood samples, and then return to the lab and test them. I also did breathing tests, and many of those were on children. So it gave me a chance to get to know them a little bit, and I also was working alone pretty much. I decided to take a job as a hotel reservation agent. What city and state may I help you with? I still remember it. It was sort of ingrained into my brain. There were specific rules and even a script that we could eventually memorize. 
but it was pretty boring and tedious. In fact, I'd watch the clock and it would seem like an hour went by and it was only five minutes. I worked at a hospital as a switchboard operator, and that was me plugging in phone lines as calls came in. That was pretty complex in the sense that I had all these calls coming in at the same time, and I had to plug into the call and then plug the other end into the extension for the person that had been requested. That was just too much after a while. I decided to work in real estate sales, but then I thought it was a failure because I sold only a few houses in the first six months. I think that was partly due to my thinking I was going to be an overnight millionaire. I did work alone pretty much. The agents would meet in the office. I could make my own schedule. I did take clients to houses, and that gave me the chance to see a variety of housing that's out there. With my real estate experience, I was able to get hired as a zoning inspector. I worked alone in my vehicle. I worked with other people as well, but we would only meet for a short time in the morning and then not see each other until the next day. I was the only woman zoning inspector. The others were older men that had their own pace of working. I was able to do all my work in maybe half a day or a little bit more than half a day, and then I'd have the rest of the day to figure out what to do with myself. And that's, for me, very challenging because it means I'm bored and have to try to figure out something I can do on the job. At first, I'd go to the library. Can you go to the library five days a week for about three hours and have to be quiet? So I decided I was just going to drive around the city when I finished my work. And then one day my boss called me in to ask me why there were so many miles on the city vehicle. That job actually burned me out. I had applied to another job within the city and I didn't get it. And with the pressure of the job itself, including that I had to see people and talk to them about how they had violated the law, which they weren't really pleased to hear, it was time for me to take a break. I was really burned out. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't concentrate on anything. I took a leave of absence, and then eventually I quit the job. But since I had zoning experience, I was able to then work as a paralegal at a firm that did zoning cases. I worked alone most of the time. I'd meet with the attorney who was my boss and get my assignments, and then I was pretty much on my own to get those done. And I was able to get out of the office a lot to go do research and look at property records. My boss was great. He even gave me a recommendation for law school, and I think that made a difference in my getting in. Once I was finished with law school and studying for the bar exam, I still needed a job. So I decided to sign up with a temporary agency to be a receptionist. And that wasn't so successful. Each time I got a new assignment there, which might be once a week, I'd go to a company I wasn't familiar with. There were people there I wasn't familiar with. I didn't know their procedures or expectations, and they seemed to think I just kind of intuitively knew what to do in this new environment. Being autistic made it really difficult for me to perform. Fortunately, I didn't have to be there for very long. I think it was about 60 days. The good thing is I could also work as a law clerk once I'd graduated. I'd get 
small research projects from different law firms. So I was pretty much on my own except for getting that assignment and then did the research, wrote up the case or whatever they would have me do, and that was it. So I had a lot of autonomy on that job, and I liked that part of it. It also gave me the opportunity to see how a law firm is run and see how attorneys behave once they are fully licensed. I took that information later as I moved on in life. I finally was able to start my own firm, which had been my dream. Although I was told, oh, you can't do it. You need a big investment of money up front. And I didn't have money, so I just decided I was going to do it anyway. It's the best job I've ever had. I'm still stressed by that initial idea of a client that's going to come in. As soon as we talk, I end up loving their case because it involves, you know, finding clues, solving mysteries, challenging myself, doing research, coming up with ideas. In that way, it's a perfect fit for me. So I had a variety of jobs and I haven't listed them all here, just sort of the highlights. I look back on it now and realize that many of the jobs I wasn't happy with were due to autistic qualities. Sometimes it was a question of learning everything I needed to learn, working at that after a while, finding there was no challenge anymore, and feeling this need to move on. I also felt like going back to school. It took me 10 years to get my bachelor's degree, but during that time I had a lot of opportunity for different employment situations. And what I learned on those jobs, I did eventually use in my law practice. What were the jobs I liked the most? Zookeeper, because I got to work with the animals and be outside, and I knew what my duties were, and I was able to work alone. Of course, the law firm, I got to be my own boss. I could set up systems that really no one else could. I could focus on efficiency. I could use my ideas to promote the firm, and it seemed like I could use my mind and my creativity to create this business. Now, you might be able to guess which jobs I didn't like so much. Hotel reservation, too much of the same thing over and over. We were in a big room of a whole bunch of people on the phone, and that was stressful as well. The switchboard operator, it was kind of cool at first to be working with a switchboard because basically no other companies had that. This company was a little bit behind, but it was just too complex for my brain. Working as a temporary receptionist, that wasn't that great either. That was so much stress to have to figure out how to behave in each different situation. And finally, being a lab assistant wasn't that pleasant ultimately because I didn't know what the rules are. I wasn't told the idea behind the shelves of tissue. So of course, I'm going to do something wrong. I don't just automatically assume, well, then again, maybe cleaning out the whole cabinet was an assumption, but I didn't know I was breaking a rule. There's some things I really don't like about some jobs. Obviously, if they're boring, which they tend to be if they're not challenging enough, I don't like it if I'm told there's only one way to do something, even if that doesn't make any sense. Like hearing, we always do it that way. I find it difficult to know how to interact with other people on the job. I learn it all, and then if there were rules 
that were frivolous or if I wasn't able to use my talents and my brain, I wasn't going to be staying with that situation for very long, or at least I wouldn't choose it again. The things about a job I like, autonomy, being able to create systems, using my mind's intelligence and creativity, autistics are problem solvers, and we're unconventional. I was able to develop a business the way I want. I enjoyed working with a partner, doing something to promote justice. I was always learning, yet at the same time getting experience, which makes things easier. And success is based on my work rather than my outside personality. I get to create the environment I work in. I can make the room hot or cold. I can close the door and no one can complain. I can come in anytime I want and leave when I want. I do, as many autistics do, have the ability to do what might take someone eight hours who's neurotypical, the same amount of work in four hours. But then I need to take off. I need to go home and recharge. That's not accepted easily in the neurotypical world. We just look lazy or that we really don't care about our jobs. I haven't gotten anyone else but an autistic to understand how we can be so productive in a short period of time. Now, I would say that each job has the possibility of becoming a resource. I gained information and experience, both, that I could use later. I admire people who have one job their whole lives and get the gold watch and a big pension. How do they do that? Can you imagine liking a job that much? I wish I did. So what now? At the moment, I'm a pro tem judge, which means I go to many cities and each one has its own system. It actually took three years for me to stop dreading going. Not because I didn't like the work. I love it. But because I felt so much stress the days before I was scheduled to be there. The stress of a different system that I had to remember. People that I didn't know well. And rules that change without my necessarily knowing that. Once I'd get to court after this big stress situation in advance, I loved the work. It energized me. There were different people, though, at each one, so I couldn't even bring up something to sound social, like, did you go on vacation this year? Or any other subject that would be personal to them. I just didn't know about it. I would think I was so friendly when I'd walk in and say, good morning, but I'm sure everyone else thought I was kind of quiet and kept to myself. I never know when I might work. Yes, I usually get asked, say, a few weeks ahead of time, maybe even a month ahead of time. It's hard for me to say yes at times because how do I know I'll want to do that on that particular day a month away? Ideally, I'd have a creative business. I'd have an assistant to do those things that I don't like to do and to give me feedback. I want the success to support myself, but also to make a difference. I want to be able to learn and benefit from my experience using my intelligence and my knowledge. I need something challenging enough. I need autonomy. I need a place or a person where I can get practical advice. I want to make my own schedule, pick the place to work, 
and interact with people online. You've probably heard that saying, do what you love and the money will follow. But then it's always followed up with, keep your day job. There's lots of things we hear all the time that seem to promise success if we just follow that advice. With every job you have, you bring something to it. What do you do well? What do you dislike? Or maybe you can do well, but either you get stressed by it or you just don't want to do it. Keep going. The world is changing. Autistics are organizing, creating, and innovating. And it's working. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. Tag it on Twitter. I love hearing your thoughts and ideas. You can message me at an autistic woman on Twitter. And after you do all of that, listen to the next interesting episode. This has been Meet My Brain, a field guide to Asperger's. I'm the Autistic Woman.